Today I have Sarah Gillis on the podcast. She is a copywriter for small businesses. She actually wrote my website copy, or rather did a polish of my website copy. She's so talented. She has so many great insights for you as small business owners, and I think that you're going to get a lot out of what she has to say today. So let's get to it. Hey, photographer mamas, welcome to the Capture the Chaos podcast. My name is Brittany Renee. I'm a family and newborn photographer and your future photography BFF and cheerleader. I've learned and implemented strategies that have doubled my photography clients and have given me time freedom to do the things I love. I am ready to share it all with you. Do you wish you could book more newborn and family clients? Do you wish you knew how to find more time to do all the things for your business and still live your best life? Are you looking for that secret sauce to level up your sessions? Right now, your business probably looks like confetti on the floor after a birthday session. A bit of a mess. Your life is busy, chaotic, and it is filled with joy. If you're ready to build a business that fits into that wonderful life, you're in the right place. Throw in a load of laundry, pour yourself some coffee or a glass of wine, I'm not judging, and edit some photos. Let's get ready to grow, mama. (laughs) (laughs) I am here with my wonderful friend, Sarah. Sarah, would you introduce yourself to everybody? Yes. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so glad to be here. I am Sarah Gillis. I'm a copywriter. I work mostly with female entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, as well as photographers. That's kind of my passion project. So um, super happy to be here. My background is in education, but um, after being a teacher for almost 10 years, I left and here I am writing stories all the time. It's great. It is great. I love what you do. Well, for those people who don't necessarily know what a copywriter is, because I'm not going to lie to you, maybe a year and a half, I had no idea what actually, like, actually what a copywriter was. So mm-hmm. can you kind of in brief, let us know what a copywriter is and what they do? Yeah, absolutely. So there's a bunch of different types of copywriters, but basically copywriters um, write to persuade or to sell something. Um, they are hired by business owners, um, big and small, large companies, big, um, you know, big conglomerates, and then also, you know, small business owners um, who just want to to sell something. They are wanting to help people understand the value behind a service or a product. And um, a lot of that comes in storytelling and really helping people to understand what went into making a product or what goes behind a service, what the heart is, the why behind it. And I really love writing in that way because it allows me to dive deep into that business owner's heart and really share what makes their product or service unique. And so copy is something that I write. Um, That's kind of the term that um, the product in the end product is called copy. Um, It's a little bit different than content because content has a few different purposes, whereas copy is really kind of that persuasive marketing type of of copy. So it's really, really fun to write and really necessary for businesses in order to, to stand out. Yeah, absolutely. I like I said, I didn't know what it was like a year and a half ago. Um, and then I kind of started diving into it. And honestly, when I met you, I didn't know the difference between content and copy. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I still don't think I know the difference between it. But I you, you explained it pretty good. So maybe I'm kind of like figuring it out now is a blog content. Yeah, a blog. is yes. content. Okay. And then like your website and your like product and your services page that would be copy. That's correct. Yeah. Okay. So content, <laughs> way to go. You nailed it. Um, content is more of like that informative or educational or sometimes entertaining type of um, of written uh, written words. 
but copy is more of that persuasive type of piece. And so um, sometimes you you have a little bit of both, like email marketing can be a little bit of both, a little bit of copy, a little bit of sales, but also um, just kind of in entertaining storytelling. Um, but a good business has a good copy strategy and a good content strategy because you need both. Um, as photographers, where we like to move people with our images and you kind of, you move people with your words. And so I think all of it's kind of necessary. Like, you know, we want to be moved with images, with words, and I'm sure there's other ways to move people as well, but, um, that's what you do. You move with words. Yeah. And it's one of the like joys of my life to take the images that y'all create and the literal artwork that I get to look at and try and put words to that magic. It's it's literally such a joy. Oh, I know this makes my brain start ticking a little bit. Okay, we'll do this <laughs> another time. So you said you used to be a teacher. Why did you quit your teaching job to become a copywriter? Yeah, so this is a path I never saw myself taking. I'll be honest with you. I thought that I would you know, teach forever. I got a master's degree in literature. I thought I was going to eventually be a professor, get my PhD, um, teach college level English classes and, you know, like grow old in my dusty old office. Um, but that's not really where God led me. And I'm really grateful for that. I'm really grateful for this transition. Um, I got interested in copy just kind of as a side gig. Um, I started taking classes, um, online courses kind of on the side just to learn what the difference between copy and content was myself. <laughs> and that was a, a really great evolution and a really great creative outlet for me um, while I was, you know, grading essays and, you know, spending my days teaching grammar. And so when it came time to kind of decide what was next, I found that I really enjoyed being a professional storyteller, um, more so than, you know, grading essays. And of course, it was really hard to leave behind my students. Um, and I still do a little bit of teaching on the side now online, which is great. I'm able to kind of do both of these passions um, at the same time. But I, I really just couldn't shake the, the feeling that I was supposed to be doing this, that I was supposed to be telling other people's stories in a way that showed their hearts and showed their vulnerability and showed their real mission behind what they're doing. And I'm glad that I took that step. Slightly off topic, but that tug that you felt in your heart, you're like, I can't, couldn't shake that feeling. If anyone out there has that like tug that you just can't shake, I urge you to follow it because you never know where it's going to lead you. And sometimes it leads to like really incredible paths. So um, yes, I'm really glad that here. you followed that. Yeah. I mean, I don't really have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family. And so when I felt that, that pull to, to explore something that was totally foreign to me, it was terrifying, but <laughs> it has been like, it has been such a beautiful journey. I know was planned for me long, long, long time ago. So it's been a, a great thing to just kind of follow what was planned. Mm. That's beautiful. So <laughs> you kind of mentioned this a little bit, but how do you incorporate your teaching experience in your like business now? Yeah. So that was a big part of it for me. I needed to feel like if I was leaving behind education and like the interior walls of a classroom, I still wanted to feel like a teacher at heart. And that's really how I approach my business. When it comes to working with business owners, um, I have a few different ways that I do it. I do, you know, done for you type of services where I completely take over and everything is written um, to a client's specifications and needs. But I also empower other people to write for themselves. And I try to give them the tools and the resources to do that. And I feel like that's a really important part of being a teacher 
sometimes you need to pave the way and other times you need to step out of the way and really let people pave their own route. And that's what the content huddle, my membership program really does is it kind of marries um, the resource opportunities that are there and the, the tools that I can provide with some support, but really allowing that business owner to follow their own heart and to write their own way. I love being in the content huddle because, you know, I don't check it every month. You know, I get overwhelmed with whatever is going on in my life at at any given moment. So then when I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to go check whatever Sarah put in the huddle this month. And it's always like so timely for me. I'm like, I needed that. I needed exactly what you put out there. And I love that it's it's like a nice merge because I like to write. Um, I'm not very good grammatically. Uh, I don't got so good words, but, uh, (laughs) (laughs) but I like that you have it there and then I can kind of be like, oh yeah, I get it. And then I can kind of like rearrange it to, so it's like a a template. Yeah. Yeah. A template, right? Yeah. It's a template. It's basically like business Mad Libs. I mean, Mm -hmm. I provide, I provide those kind of prompts that you need to get started and the direction that you take it is completely your own. And that's, what's really fun for me to see that brings back my teacher vibes of, you know, seeing what students uncover in their essays and things like that. So it's just really fun for me to provide that fodder for you to take and roll out however you see fit. And then for my website, we did kind of the opposite. I wrote all of my like copy mm, the words in my website. And then I said, here you go, Sarah, please fix this. And you, man, you did a really beautiful job. Like I literally, it sounded like I wrote it, but like a better version of me. I like to say yeah. it's like you on your best day. Like yeah. you on your that would be my best day, honestly. Like that oh. was good. But I was uh, we were at a hockey game actually. Um whenever you finally sent me like some of my last pieces of my my website and I was I was like, you have to read I turned to my husband, I was like, you have to read this. And he was like, you know, that's pretty good. I'm like, that's awesome. <laughs> that's high praise. The husbands are yeah. hard to please sometimes. So that's high that praise. Is, that is true. What has been your favorite part of being a business owner and that maybe you didn't expect? I think I I would classify myself as an introvert. Um, I am I can put on a hat and be a teacher and be extroverted in my classroom, um, but I would consider myself an introvert. And so the idea of like me being entirely responsible for my own income and my own success by going out and talking to people that is a little bit terrifying and totally doesn't like jive with like the the inner Sarah that like recovers from social anxiety alone with a book Mm -hmm. um so that has been a really like interesting challenge but a beautiful like rebirth of what it means to just like occupy space and to take up space in in business but in life too like it's been a really good journey to figure out how to communicate value in a way that doesn't feel like an icky used car salesman, like how to communicate. I want to help you. And that service heart that I have in a way that is like still true to that, like introverted self who values, you know, fewer, deeper friendships versus like the social butterfly that, you know, you typically see when you encounter entrepreneurs. And so it's been interesting to navigate business my own way and to do it as an introverted person but still allow myself to be a little bit more extroverted when I need to. You know, it's really funny. You say that you're an introvert and I feel like everyone I talk to is like, I'm an introvert. And let me ask you a question. This is something I'm finding interesting. Am I an introvert or an extrovert? I think you're an introvert, but you can also wear a hat. Yeah. 
like you can put a hat on and be be extroverted in a situation that demands it but exactly. i think a lot more of us are are really truly introverted we recharge yeah. alone and need to recharge alone on a frequent basis and so to me that's always been my kind of barometer of what an introvert is like do you like my husband's the opposite he recharges when he's around a group of people and that really gives him vibrancy and yeah exactly that makes me shudder and for me it's like i need the quiet i need the the solo alone time to just be a companion to myself to my own brain and allow that kind of rest and relaxation to take to take hold and so i think that it just depends on where you get your charge where you get your electricity um and your vibrancy do you get it alone or do you get it with people that to me is really defining so I heard this um, really interesting, I don't know if it's an analogy or if it's scientific or what, but typically people who are introverts have, a. I don't want to say people who are extroverts don't have a lot going on in their head, but like if you're an introvert, you probably need to have like, you need to sit in silence and you need to like not have a lot of people around to, you know, maybe like work on your homework or whatever it is that you're doing. I'm going back to high school now. Um, yeah. And it's because there's a lot, a lot of activity going on in your brain and then when you're an extrovert you need that extroverted like energy coming at you in order to focus because there's just I don't know like not the same that experts don't have a lot going on in their brain all I know <laughs> I know you do have a lot going on in your brain but you like to get like you said that charge from outside and so it's really interesting to it goes into like this whole scientific thing and it was really interesting and I wish I could find whatever that article was because it was fascinating I'm like oh I get it I get it I get it so, yeah, I think as an introvert, like the noise is so loud in my brain mm -hmm. um, that sometimes I need to turn it down and really channel in internally to myself. And I think, like you said, for extroverts, the noise comes from outside of them. And there's certainly noise in their brain, but the, the noise is quieted inside of their brain when they're around other people. <laughs> so I think it just kind of it just depends on you know who you are and who God made you to be. I love it. Uh, we weren't really intending to talk about introverts and extroverts, but I do find it really fascinating. So that was a Same. nice little, little tangent. I love a good tangent, honestly. Me too. So you said you love working with photographers and business owners. What are some ways that you do or have or offerings, or, you know, how do you help photographers? Yeah. So my favorite thing to write for photographers is website copy, because I feel like that's one real way that you can stand out in what can feel like a saturated market. Um, everyone and their dog is posting about family photo sessions right now, because yeah. here we are in October. And I think that, you know, as you're looking out um, across social media, you can feel lost in the crowd. And website copy is one of the ways that you can stand out. You can show your personality. You can show what I call brand voice, which is just your, your unique way of communicating your value and um, what you do and your heart behind it. And so website copy is, the, is my favorite thing to write for people because it is that ability to be a, a, a change maker, a difference maker. Um, I love writing content for photographers in kind of a VIP day structure. So if you have email marketing that you want to accomplish or you have blog posts that you need to get done or um, things like that, I would love to write that for you in more of um, a VIP day type of uh, structure, which basically allows me to spend a whole day in your voice and then by the end of the day, deliver you what you need. Yeah, um, it's, it's incredible. No, yeah. I say it's incredible what you do, like how it, you deliver it in our voice. It's like, cause you've written for me and I know Amanda personally, you've written for her and it sounds just like Amanda and it's, it's really, you're very good at what you do. 
Thank you. Thank you. It's one of the things that I pride myself on. I can't be an effective copywriter if I don't spend time getting to know your brand voice. And there's a few different processes and hacks that I go through to really understand what that means and who you are as a person and how you communicate. But that's a that's a big part of what I do. And so you it, stalk. It just, you stalk us. That's I'm what a you little do. bit of a stalker. You are so stalky. A little, <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'm not going to give away all my secrets, but I am. Uh, I am a pretty good word word stalker. Mm-hmm. Um, so you said something that I'm like really in my feels right now because I just went to that retreat and it was very like opening up the emotional passageways and I'm having a hard time closing them but I also don't want to close my emotional passageways because I'm like well, why can't I be emotional let Anyways, it ride <laughs> let it ride so you had said something you like about taking up space and like being you know who you are and it feels really saturated out there especially for family photographers but and that's like really interesting I've been really playing with this idea of being un- unique and how that's your like own you know that what's that's what makes you interesting you know what I mean yeah. Um, and you do a good job of capturing what makes us unique in your copywriting um, and in our voice. So um, yeah. anyone out there who feels like they don't want to be different, just it's okay to be different. That's all I have yeah. to say about that. <laughs> I love that. I think that's so true. And I think giving ourselves permission to take up that space and yes. to be whoever it is that we are inside and to show that in business, that's one of the most beautiful things that has come out of this kind of rebirth of business ownership after the pandemic is that people are just embracing who they are and how they can uniquely serve their ideal client. And a lot of that comes through in your copy, but it's really just putting that heart and that emotion that you have as a service provider into words. And you know what I say a lot, um, is that, you know, you do need to have good images as a photographer, but like showing who you are is so much more important than we think it is. Like, let's say you put two photographers next to each other and they both have like similar images, but then one person shows more of themselves than the other person and, you know, mm-hmm. similar price points, all that, like the people are going to go with that person who like shows who they are and they're like more, vo- you know, more vulnerable in a sense and like show more personality and more uniqueness i guess they're gonna go yeah. with that person just because they can connect with you unless yes, they're like oh that, that person is too weird i can't i can't do that <laughs> i think that connection is so important especially when we're hiring someone who's literally like making art out of our memories like mm-hmm. that is the that is the job the crux of of being a photographer is that you're literally creating art out of our moments that become our memories and I think that that is the, your unique way to to stand out is in your art, but also in the personality and the connection that you offer to your people. And uh, I mean, I will choose a photographer any day who I can connect with on an emotional level beyond just, you know, creating pretty pictures. I think that both of those things matter to me as a consumer. Yeah. I mean, I could go on like a tangent for this one, but I'm not <laughs> going to because we are talking about copywriting. <laughs> Did you have anything else that you wanted to let's back up? You have, or did you want to talk about your swipe files? Sure. Yeah. So I do um, in the content huddle, I offer what are, what I call swipe files, which are basically those templates that we were talking about with like business mad libs. You have blanks to fill. I have prompts in there for you to get you to think about how to put words on your website or on your social feed or in your product descriptions. Um, Coming up for Black Friday, I'm going to be putting together a couple different bundles to um, really help you level up your website um, before the new year. And so 
you'll want to check those out on my website, but those will be available at a pretty competitive price point because right now I charge by the file. So per file, I'm going to bundle some together and give you a little bit of a discount that way so that you can really level up your entire website, not just this page or that page. So I'm really excited to offer those to the masses. And let me just like give you like a boost there because you, we talk about like SEO a lot, which, and if you haven't listened to other podcast episodes and you don't know what SEO is, SEO is search engine optimization. It's how you get found on Google. Sarah's put a lot of effort into learning SEO. And so these swipe files also have like some SEO undertones to it. So like it's, it helps you be searchable. So it's not just like helping people connect like with reading it, but also helps Google help people find you, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, everything I create has SEO in mind. And so it's important to have that, you know, underpinning everything that you put out, whether it's content or copy. And so I have, you know, a lot of different types of experience when it comes to SEO. I was coached by, I think you had Dual Collective on us, coached by those lovely ladies (laughs) um, to kind of up-level my own SEO understanding for my clients. And so Mm -hmm. all of that is underlying everything that I put out. And so I know how important it is to be found on Google. And that's definitely part of what you get when you purchase from me. That's perfect. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. If you have any questions for Sarah, if you want to work with Sarah, I'm going to link all of her socials, her website, email, whatever, everything down in the show notes so you can find her there. And then um are is your swipe files is, is that going to come through email over black friday that will be uh, available on my website for purchase website okay mm-hmm. are you gonna put it in your newsletter of course okay so yes. join her newsletter if you want to know about it whenever it comes out <laughs> yes Sarah, thank you so much for having me too. love <laughs> right, it thank you Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. I'd love to hear what you thought about today's episode or any questions you might have. Drop me a DM on Instagram at Brittany Renee underscore photo. And if you haven't already, be sure to join the free Facebook group. That's bit.ly slash capture the chaos FB. And lastly, it would help me out so much if you could leave me a review on Apple Podcasts. Reviews help boost ratings so I can reach other photographers who need a friend in the community just like you. Again, thank you so much for being here and I'll see you next time.